Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of NASCAR Radio. This is episode 130 of NASCAR Radio, where trading cards and racing meet. I'm your pal Val. With me is Joe in the know. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing well. And then the man, the myth, the legend, PSA and White Castle Hall of Famer Logan. How are you? I'm feeling sassy tonight. <laughs> Very nice. S A S E. Why? Yes, that's a good segue here. Uh, got a great show loaded today. Of course, they're all loaded, but <laughs> uh, we have upcoming races. We have finally NASCAR is back. We're going to have a truck race, Xfinity, Cup racing. Uh, we have an update to the update of the 1988 Max PSA Earnhardt. Thanks to Tim Mozzie, there's been a sighting of the 2022 Prism variations in NASCAR. And then our main topic is going to be TTM through the mail autographs in person, prepping for those and that whole process. Now's a great time, I think, to uh, start thinking about that or start sending some stuff out. And then we're going to finish up with King's Court. So we, we got a busy schedule today. We got a lot of crap going on. As, as we like to say, we have our NASCAR radio buttload of stuff to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So... Let's get to let's get to it. So truck race, yeah, we're getting some uh, truck races today. It's going to be Friday, February seventeenth. That's race number one. That's the Nextra Energy two hundred and fifty at Daytona National Speedway. Followed by Saturday, February eighteenth, we have the Beef. It's what's for dinner three hundred, also at Daytona, and then our Daytona five hundred Sunday, February nineteenth at two thirty. PM Eastern qualifying going on today, today being Thursday, Wednesday, and then uh, do races on Thursday practice, uh, Friday and Saturday. So we already talked about like Formula One and IndyCar. They they don't start up until March fifth Sunday. So, but looking forward to Daytona 500. I don't know if anybody has any sneaky picks for Daytona 500. Ooh 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 ooh, Mr. Carter, Mr. Carter. I know Alex Bowman. I know Alex Bowman for you. Uh, well, I had picked qualifying is still going on as we speak, as we record here. Uh, currently, wah, 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 Alex Bowman is on the pole. I think this is like the sixth, seventh, eighth. I, I, I've lost track how many years he's been on the front row, either on the pole or second. So he's guaranteed that spot now. So at least I think so. It's like I said, it's still going on. But anyway. Talking about predictions for races. For the truck race, I'm going with Corey Heim as the winner of the truck race. I'm going with Sam Mayer for the winner of the Xfinity race because I think that's that'll be his first Xfinity win, and it'll be a big one. So I'm hoping for Sam Mayer. I may be going out on a slight limb here with the Daytona 500, but my pick for the winner of the Daytona 500 is none other than the number 23 car, Bubba. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so I don't, know, I don't know what you guys got. That's the, those are my picks. Jay, you want to go next? You want me to go next? Um, I just I just have a Daytona 500 pick, and Logan, I chose the same person as you. I just think he's going <laughs> to pull it out. I, I really do. Awesome. Yeah, that's great. I really do. Yeah. Oh wow, I'd love to see Bob win, but I think it's going to be Ryan Blaney. That would be cool too. 
yeah, I would like to see Ryan Blaney win. I mean, he didn't win it all last year, so that would be a way to kick a heck of a way to kick off the season. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for Xfinity, I like. I mean, no, no. Truck, I like Corey Heim and Xfinity, Sheldon Creed. Okay, I'm good with that. So we'll see. We'll This time next week, we'll know. Yeah, we will know. We got a long way to go and a short time to get there. So our next bit of information, I got to get. All right, we got that showing through. Remember last week we were talking about that 1988 Max Earnhardt fake one we saw on PSA's website, and we were able to put in the cert verification and pull it up and look and see those images. So we noticed that now we get a certificate number provided was intentionally deactivated in the PSA database. Yes. So now, yeah, so... If somebody has that cert and they go and, you know, they're at the at a show and they go to verify it on PSA's website, they will get that message. So, well, your your handy dandy friends here at NASCAR radio contacted PSA. We contacted them and uh, thank you to Jackie at PSA. She was able to uh, deactivate this certification. So now if you buy this card and you go to look at it to see if it's a real cert, eh, it's not. There you go. So we'll have to see if we see it in uh, Chicago. Well, you know, the guy that had that, he he genuinely acted like he didn't know it was fake. Unlike the other guy with the one with the gym slab. And yeah. he said he was going to take it over there to PSA and let them look at it. But, you know, we came back later and it was still in this case. And apparently he just brushed it off and thought we were a bunch of morons. So well, that's okay. Yeah. Well, I guess there's a couple of things going on. You know, the line for PSA was long, and then he's not going to leave his table t- to go over there. So, not making excuses, but, you know, just kind of using just it is what it is kind of a thing. You're making excuses. Um, yeah. Well, anyway, <laughs> now if when you go to a show and you see an Earnhardt and you know what to look for, this is also now a second way that this cert's been deactivated. So. Yeah, that's that's awesome. That's why you don't buy gym slabs and you buy PSA slabs. Correct. So that was that. That was a little update. Now, next one. You're so high tech. Yeah. <laughs> so thank thanks to uh, Tim Mozzie on this one. I'm still investigating, but I got a kind of a tip off here. You can see this Austin Hill and it's the orange reactive. And then here on the back, you can kind of see what we're looking for in this in this bottom here underneath his name, Austin Hill. In that white area, you can see the version there. That's just a regular plain base card prism. And then here is another auction. Again, the same reactive orange. But you'll notice in that bottom area now that the autograph is guaranteed by Panini America Incorporated. Oh, yeah. Cool. So I've done a little digging. He kind of tipped me off on the reactive orange. I've noticed on the Disco, which is numbered out of 75, everything, all the ones that I've noticed are showing the the autograph is guaranteed by Penny America. I haven't found a Disco without it. So I'm still investigating in the process of contacting Panini to see if they have any information on this. So... Uh, either the well has to be their sheet backs were printed and, uh, and put to the wrong front or whatever. But so we'll see uh, how widespread this is. But you can find the variations anyway with the orange. That's amazing. So now you could take that and get an on-card auto, and it would be guaranteed. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know about that since like the Dak <laughs> Prescott, whatever, with the um, uh, auto pen or whatever. But anyway, so there's some variation backs, I guess, here. So I don't know. I guess it's a variation. I don't know if it's error or whatever you want to call it, but it was very interesting to see this. So Yeah. Really and definitely shout out to Tim for uh, uh, letting me know, and we will dig more into it. Uh, I didn't, couldn't find any silvers with it or regular base with it. I think I looked at some of the blues. Didn't see any. Again, it's early on. So if you have any 2022 prism, you might want to check the backs here and let me know in the comments. Let us know in the comments what you find. We can try to compile and get, an, uh, get our hands around an idea of what, what we're looking at here. So Yeah, I'm going to be checking the backs of mine for sure. All right, we're rifling them right through here. Uh, next, TTM, through the mail, autographs. Now is kind of, I think, a good time to, you know, if you're interested in doing it or if you haven't done it in a while, it's a good, good time maybe to, to fire up the, um, get some envelopes and the pen paper out, get an idea of if you have some projects to work on or, you know, uh, Joe, I don't know if you if you work on any particular product projects or, you know, you have a theme. I like to do either sets or insert sets signed nascar is great because a lot of the older drivers and most of the newer drivers sign through the mail now you might not get it back next week and it could take a few years to get back depending on who but you have a high probability of get, of getting those back totally yeah I, I focus on uh a lot of the i would say like legends or drivers i would i don't even know if i'd consider drivers from the 90s legends i, I mean i guess like mark martin and you know, Jeff Gordon, of course, they're legends, but like Hall of, I guess Hall of Famers, but then just people that I grew up, you know, idolizing and never got a chance to meet. And that's what I focus on. But I'm also working on the uh, 88 Max set. I, have, I think like 60 or 70 autographs from there, something like that. And then uh, the 91 Tracks STP set. And then uh, the Harry Gant Commemorative 94 Wheels set. I'm doing that one. And then the rest is just like a free for all. <laughs> <laughs> just send out whatever I whatever I can, whatever card looks cool. And I, I qualify them too. Like if the card doesn't look like it would accept an autograph very well, then I don't even bother, you know, don't bother sending it. But. Some cards look, I guess, better or they're dark. You know, then you need to worry about what color marker or whatever. And some of that's hard to do through the mail. Uh, the 88 Max is one of the ones that I have done a few years ago. Those are great for sending through the mail. They're not very expensive for the most part. Uh, you know, the, the white, there's no gloss on them. So they, they take an um, Sharpie pretty well. There you go, right there. Yeah, like that. I have to <clears throat> show you a little variation. And Val, I think I mentioned this to you at some point. If you can notice the difference in the, dang, how do I get it? Yeah, notice the difference in the autographs. So we got Bobby Allison here and then Bob Sunderman here. Because in the 60s, Bobby Allison raced under an assumed name, Bob Sunderman, when he was like, I guess they put a bounty on him or something like that. And so he would sign into the into the race as Bob Sunderman. And that was a point that I wanted to mention. I don't know if now's the right time, but I guess I guess I'm bringing it up. It's, it's fine. Yeah. So they have. Uh, so you can request if you write on the little note, which I guess we'll get into in a little bit, but you can write on the note to ask them to sign like a little personalized inscription. Some of them will pay attention to it. Some of them won't. Ned Jarrett and uh, 
Bobby Allison are two that actually have responded well because I had Ned also sign, let's see, five bonus points. Because if you remember from like the 90s, he was Mr. Five Bonus Points. Every time he queued up the mic, he was always saying, and then Jeff Gordon led that lap, so you get five bonus points. He was always mentioning yeah. in that. <laughs> I do remember that. Yeah. So yeah. that was that's one thing that always sticks in my mind. And then probably and one of my favorite cards that I ever got autographed, it's a dual Richard Petty and then Ned Jarrett autograph, and he, he wrote Bad Trouble on it. Because if you remember, Economaki was, when they were doing that piece, in 88, 88, yeah, 88, mm -hmm. they were doing a piece where Economaki was talking about, I think Dale Earnhardt, I think it was a piece on Dale Earnhardt, and they cut, they were going to that separate piece while the race was going on, and then they just cut right back to Petty flipping over, and then the first thing you hear was Ned Jarrett saying, bad trouble, bad trouble. So that's just a moment that I'm like, I always think about that. That's like a monumental and very important moment. So to have this autograph like that is just really important to me in my collection. That's cool. <clears throat> I like it. Yeah, that. that's awesome. Yeah, great, great points. I didn't know about the Bobby Allison. Yeah, little things that, that you only, I, I don't know if he's talked about it much, but in some interview that I heard, he, he mentioned that. And I was like, well, dang. And he, si and he, you know, and he signed it. I don't think if I asked him to sign like Bob, Bob Joe or Joe Bob, I don't think he'd pro he probably wouldn't do it. You know, <laughs> probably yeah, but, yeah. Legit. that's pretty cool, right. man. Yeah. So you, you find your driver or if you're working on a project, what you want to get signed, some drivers will sign multiples. I usually send, you know, two or three, you can, you know, check depending on where you're getting your addresses from, if there's any information about how many you can send, you should get good luck with a few, you know, some of the, the other ones, maybe some of the harder guys to get you you might want to try to just send one they instead of signing a, a bunch i think the old guys are probably more tolerant of signing multiples than some of the newer guys of course the rookies i think you can probably get away with with, with multiples as well so and then for addresses i use star tiger in the past i think I don't know if it's five dollars a month or it used to be five dollars a month. I was looking on the website tonight. I couldn't find any information about how much it costs, but I think you get a month free, so you can uh, grab a bunch of addresses in your first month. So uh, I think there's some Facebook Facebook groups as well. There are addresses also on the web. So Joe, where do you get most of your addresses for your your drivers? The Facebook groups. <clears throat> and I, I think Val, you and I were in the same Facebook group for a while, but then they did this thing where if you weren't posting your, your returns, clean house, yeah, if you weren't posting your returns, they kicked the people out. So I wanted to mention that because, uh, you know, with this video, pro probably people that are autograph, like true autograph collectors are going to come and benefit from the information. There will probably be some people that will show up just to try to get autographs to resell because there are a few people in those groups. And I think that's frowned upon, you know, to have that sort of angle with doing this with this with this part of the hobby. And so they tr they try to keep those groups real clean. And I've so I try to post as much as I possibly can. But as yeah, they so anyway, yeah. I think the name of it's autograph NASCAR TTM or NASCAR TTM 500 or NASCAR autograph 500. That's the one that I, they have an ongoing Google document that they have in, in that group. And then as people are, it's like a crowd. What, what, not, what word am I looking for? Like on Google maps where if there's an accident, people will come in and they'll say if the accident's gone or not, like whatever that 
whatever that term is, people, if, if addresses, if people get returned to sender, they'll update the list and they'll, they'll gotcha. show pictures. So it's like a real, like a living document, living document. Yeah. 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 There you yeah. go. That's exactly it. Yeah. Joe, I was in that group. I was trying to get Mike Alexander's address. I think I sent, but I sent it to the wrong Mike Alexander. Yeah. Um, I did, <laughs> for a, a 1990 Max project, and then I got caught in that purge or whatever. So and trying to get back in and 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 couldn't or can't. So but, well, they won't let you in once you yeah. once they get rid of you. <clears throat> yeah. So and again, I, you know, I, I'm working on all these projects. I don't I don't sell <laughs> cards. So anyway, that's, change your name that's, on Facebook, man. Just change your name. <laughs> yeah. That, that's, and that's well, you know, me getting back into it now here, we'll, we'll see. But just for an idea of so the the autograph Facebook group or Star Tiger, uh, those are probably used for maybe some of the non-current drivers or maybe some of the lesser known drivers. But for current drivers, you can get a lot on the internet with just a little bit of digging here. What you want to do is find the team website or Google the driver and autograph request. So here is the Team Penske. Usually it's under frequently asked questions on the websites. And if you go down, basically they talk about here, how do I get an autograph from one of your drivers? They mention that they participate in autograph sessions both away from the track. If you're in town, I think it is in May, a lot of the teams have Fan Fest where they uh, have stuff at the race shop as well as autograph sessions. So if you have a particular favorite team or driver to make sure you're following that team to find out summer in may summer in october but so for here uh, you can see their autograph autograph request requirement limit your autograph request to one per calendar year limit your request to no more than three items per driver additional items will be returned unsigned please include proper return postage self-addressed stamped envelope that's your uh, s-a-s-e there Logan and Stacy. Yeah. <laughs> Do not send multiple driver requests in one package. So if you're going to send to Joe Logano, that needs to be in its own envelope and Ryan Blaney in its own envelope. So you hear, so here they have a different address for uh, Joe Logano or your attention autograph request. And yes, yeah, so it's a different address. Ryan Blaney, Austin Cedric at this address, Will Power, Scott McLaughlin, and uh, Joseph Newgarden to this. Oh, I need to send. I think I got the, one of those Australians, Scott McLaughlin's. I think I need to send over there. So, so again, the, you know, the address is right there. Uh, and we'll go through a, a addressing the envelope. And if you haven't already have get requested an autograph from Richard Petty, I would definitely recommend that. If you go to the Petty Museum uh, under autograph request, there's a, obtain an autograph. You may send two items or drop off two items per person to have autographed at the Petty Museum. Uh, again, no more than two items per person. And they give you the address right there. So, I mean, you can't beat that, right? Uh, two autographs from Richard Petty. Have you ever seen, have you ever seen the process of that? Cause I've, I've actually been there on the day that he, He's all choked up over it. Yeah, I know, Logan. It's all right. It's okay. <laughs> he was very excited that day too. So. <laughs> Drink some of that official soft I need, drink of NASCAR radio. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll take it. Let it out, buddy. Let it out, Logan. Let uh, it out. <laughs> I don't know where that came from, man. That was crazy. Uh -uh. 
He's got my eyes watering. Uh, anyway, what I was going to say, have you ever seen the process? Because he's got two uh, two ladies that are his friends, that uh, at least it used to be, that work there. And they lay out these long tables, and they, they, they put all the items on the table, and they have them all ready for Richard to come and sign. So he just comes in one day, he signs everything, and then they just take it, and they pack it back up and send it back. So he all he has to do is just go in there and sign. He doesn't have to do anything else. So it's really, really good for him. So he can do that with no problem. Yeah, he signs multiple times. Your time requested time or getting it back is not going to be, you know, huge. Where I've seen some of the drivers, wherever they might sit down and sign, you know, once or twice a year or something like that, and uh, you might not get something back for a long time. Uh, Richard, I, I think, gets a lot of requests, and uh, I think anything you buy at the museum, you can have autographed as well. So, yep. um, and shipped. So he's always in there signing. So, and you know something else that he's done there too, is that he has literally signed every piece of memorabilia in his museum: the trophies, tires, any kind of equipment, cars, everything. He has signed it because somebody told him that it would be worth more if he signed it. So he he literally went around and he has signed everything in that museum. So if you go there, everything's been signed. I don't know if there's any pictures of the display cases, but there's display cases of just everything. Richard Petty and to Logan's point, he has signed everything in those display cases. I, I would have to say that getting my first, well, every time I get a return from Richard Petty, it's one of the most exciting things in this part of the hobby and the TTM thing. Like, cause I never, as a kid, I never thought I would ever meet Richard Petty or let alone get his autograph. I bought one back in the, I don't know, 95 or six or something from one of my friends that had a table and it, it, it was the R Petty. So every time you guys mention that he signed R Petty, I always think like, yeah, I got, I got one of those. And it's on one of the Sam Bass special cards where they did like Richard Petty, Bill Elliott, Neil Bonnet. Like it's like a subset or something. I don't even know what, well, hold on. I got it right here. <laughs> yeah. I've asked him about that. Cause I think it was like in the late eighties, early nineties. And he said he changed it back so he could spend more time with the fans. Because ah, I went to one of these uh, fan fests at the. That's awesome. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, the Sam Bass one. Uh, and I was just pulling this up here. I don't know if you can see it there, but there's going to be if you're in Randleman, Saturday, April fifteenth, twenty twenty three, at nine to one p.m. There's going to be Petty Fe Petty Fest. Sweet. You need to go there now. Yeah, there you go. There's a display case. You can see everything in there is signed. Everything in it, every trophy, every picture, driver suits. I mean, every flat those flags. I mean, everything he has signed, literally everything. So that's how you can find addresses for older drivers, new drivers, legends. Um, with a little bit of digging, you'll be able to you know, find um, an address. So uh, the next thing you want to do is work on your letter to the driver requesting an autograph. Now, Joe, I'm not sure some of the ones that I've done for the mm -hmm. older legends and stuff are handwritten with a little bit of a, a, a note, something, you know, personalized. Either I watched them or I'm working on a project. You know, they were included like in the iconic 1988 Max set, trying to get them all, you know, autographed. I don't know how you handle it, but one of the things I do is like I put, you know, two or three cards in there, tell them, you know, that they can keep one. You know, if, if they would sign the rest and then return them in, you know, the self-addressed stamped envelope. 
Yeah, I think that I've never I've actually offered to for, to have them to keep one, and I think that's a great idea. That's something I'm probably gonna start doing because you never you never know, right? You never know if they actually got those cards or have any of them still. Or like in the case of Ernie Irvin, he had that fire, and they all everything he had was like just totally destroyed. So that's a really that's a really uh, wise thing to do, and very kind too. Well, I figured, you know, the least I could do, they're they're taking time out to autograph them and don't send anything through the mail that you can't risk losing in the mail. That's exactly. right. That's right. So like when I was sending uh, 89 winter circles and, and to some of those guys, they're they're pretty rare. I, you know, have, have some, but to your point, they might not have any of those cards and, you know, and they, they keep them so. I have to show something real quick. To yeah, that, please. That point. So this is a, I'm not going to flip it over because it has my address on it. Like you can see, well, here. So it, it's fine. Okay. Right. So this is one that came back. It's from Bobby Allison and it's in one of these sleeves because it's damaged because when they feed it through the thing, one thing I wanted to mention was, you know, to your point, Val, only sending a few cards because first of all, the thickness, like if you if you have a stack of cards and it will create some sort of a blockage when it's flying through the feeder or whatever, they're going to destroy the envelopes. And I've overstuffed them with like, so I've learned that Todd Bodine and Harry Gant and Ken Schrader, which I've just progressed. I always started sending out just two or three and then I would push it a little bit to see what happened. Richard Petty sends back unsigned cards no problem like doesn't there's no letter there's nothing dale Earnhardt jr doesn't he i haven't received anything back from him chase elliott doesn't sign anything Haley deegan stopped signing cards she'll sign like die cast and uh hero cards and everything but you know so i've tested to see how many i can send to people and like todd bodine brett bodine uh they'll sign like nine nine cards or whatever you can fit in there and i've just sent them that so instead of sending multiple requests i sometimes just wait like a few months and send them one and then that's it and then i've also sent cards because inside this one i'm just going to open this up right now if that's cool uh yeah, usually, i like how you got one of the we we don't care envelopes yeah right <laughs> <laughs> two weeks ago that had my address on the, and that was it it had just my, the little ticket that had, or the little piece of paper that had my address. There were no cards, no rest of the envelope, nothing. And they sent it back to me. And I was like, okay, great. I have no, no yeah. clue who that was. But this one, as you can see, is like, so it's like a card coming out. And the reason this is in a top loader is because it was a relic card. And I had Bobby Allison sign that one. And so it looks like they discarded the penny sleeve and the piece of tape that was put on there. But so to your point, like don't send anything that you can't possibly risk losing. And that's totally true. And also another cool thing is Bobby Ellison, you yes. know, 99 times out of a hundred, he'll send one of these cards autographed too. I have a bunch of those, <laughs> which is like another thing where I have this little envelope because I never knew what to do with the stuff. And it's just all the extras of Dale Inman signed my little note card. Um, Joey Knuckles business card rejection letter from Dale Jr. Kyle Petty <laughs> had his uh, when he was promoting his book, he would send business cards. Waddell Wilson, a little extra card. Natalie Decker. Oh wow! So did you say Natalie Decker doesn't sign, or is it Deegan doesn't sign anymore? Deegan Deegan doesn't. Natalie Decker, and apparently Natalie Decker. There's a rumor going out that 
if you send to one address, it's like her mom signing the stuff for her. I don't know if that's true. The autograph looks similar. It's to the it's to the address they say to send it to. So yeah, Doctor Jerry Punch, a little note card from him. Yeah, those those little extras were nice. I like that. When I was sending out to Hall of Famers, I would get some. Even I even got like a letter back when Herb Thomas was still alive. A letter back from Herb Thomas. Oh wow. Yeah. So when I was going to say, I have a few, wrote a few notes while you were talking, Joe. Sometimes when I send to the letter to the old, some of the legends and stuff, I would ask, you know, what their favorite track was or, or something like that. So I would actually get some letters back. Wow. Uh, and I think, I don't know if it was Speedy Thompson. I got this big, like page and a half letter back. Uh, <laughs> that was, you know, it was really cool. I think he was just talking about, about his wife and, and stuff. And, you know, just, it was really, really, really cool. I have to dig that out. Like with Petty, I sent too many because I didn't wasn't checking on the website or didn't, but I got a slip of paperback that said, you know, it was only two oh. per year. Deacon, I haven't sent two. Now, Chase, did you send to Dawsonville or did you send to Hendrick? Uh, Dawsonville. Oh, okay. Because yeah, I've I sent to Dawsonville and have got him back, but not uh, in the last couple of years. So he, that That's the thing is that he stopped signing because probably like six or eight months ago, Everyone was on, in the groups. It's a good way to know the barometer of what, you know, what the, if they're signing or not. It's people were getting returned to sender on all their chase. So people were saying, you know, save your stamps, like chases and signing. And that mine was out for like a year and a half before I got the return to sender one. And I think in that time I sent out another one. Cause I'll do that. Cause to your point again, if I don't get a return back within like, I don't know, a few months or six months, I'll send another one thinking that it's just okay. Like if it's just stacked up in a pile, then, then it's okay. And uh, and Bill Elliott actually had a Dawsonville P.O. box as well. Mm -hmm. And there was like three, four months or six months or something where he was signing just like returning the autographs every like two weeks or something. And I'm lucky and thankful that I got, I don't know, maybe 10 or 15 autographs from him because wow. he stopped. Everything's returned to sender now. And uh, should I, uh, you were mentioning the note. Do you want me to share the note or should I hold off on that? Well, I was going to say real quick, Buddy Baker, I had sent to him oh. and I was counting on him keeping some cards because it was 88 max and he's got, I think three cards maybe in 88 max. And so I think I, I sent three of each. So that's nine cards. And I was hoping he'd keep three. So then only six would come back. Well, he signed them all and sent them all back. And the top loader got stuck in the machine. Oh, and no. so the corners of them, I think most of them are burned or black oh, from, no. from the, from the rubber. So I, I've learned from experience about the the top loader <laughs> the hard way there. Yeah. So there's some sort of joke there with burning them, you know, them being burned, his last name being Baker, some of it, you know, yeah, know, some sort of joke there. Yeah. Like <laughs> okay, so you had a note, Ged. Oh, I had so I in the beginning when I was trying to figure all this out, I was like, all right, I want to be thoughtful, I want to be a human about it, I don't want to type type out a letter because that's so easy and then I could just print them and like then it would be like a production line which how I have it now is a little is pretty much a production there's a formula that I have for it or like a process that I have for it and uh the most human part of it was the little note card and how can I be efficient and not like having to add an extra piece of material because I want it so what I what I decided on was I need to send these what I heard all right <laughs> 
a lot of information flowing through my brain right now. So I have to, I get excited. I have to calm down here. So <laughs> I, I heard that the drivers, you don't want to send them in penny sleeves because sometimes they would just autograph the penny sleeve and then you're SOL. And it's like, well, I don't want that to happen. So I didn't even bother sending cards in penny sleeves unless it's something like this, which is I have multiple autographs on there. And so a lot of damage can happen to that card if you just send it three times. So it's actually taking six trips through the mail. And then, I don't know, they kind of get the idea depending on who the driver is. So anyway, I got just a normal index card and I fold it over. So I write the little note right there, which is this one was to Denny Hamlin. Dear Denny, may I please have your autograph cards inside. Thank you, Joe. Simple, direct, brief, to the point, thinking, and my thought process mm -hmm. in keeping it that short was that if if they're a big-time driver like Richard Petty, they're probably not going to read it, and they don't care. Uh, if they're somebody that maybe gets it less frequently, it's brief to the point. I'm just being straight I, like or straight about it, just getting to it. And uh, so I just take the cards, and, I'll, and I you know, put a piece of tape here, a piece of tape here. So then it creates a little pouch. So then I can just slide the cards in. So it's a little protected, a little more protective and it's nice and thin. But when you put nine cards in there, like I've done, like I said, for like Todd Bodine or whatever, that sucker gets thick and then it'll just jam, jam the thing. Uh, so I have tons of these cards that I made up, like that I've written. So for Richard Petty, I probably have 30 already pre-made and if they get too worn out and tattered i won't send them again and sometimes they don't even send them back and everything so and should i just should i share oh one other thing i had some optima xl so i had to improvise and i just made a longer note card you know or a longer thing right, longer okay. cool um, should i share about the envelope size or yes well, I, was, I was gonna say one thing so one of the ways i send is i will send in card saver ones so that Ooh. there's multiples and it's in a card saver one now i have when i sent to marcus ambrose he did sign the card <laughs> saver one but then realized it and took the card out and and signed it as well so uh i might put them either in a top loader maybe in team bag but then i will use the like semi stick blue tape and write on it, like or take a what I one of the things I do is I take a uh, notepad of uh, the sticky note and cut it, and so that it's like a little bit of a like a, a bookmark type thing, and so you can kind of tell like oh wow this opens up, and so as yeah. a pull tab, um, just I was trying to make it, and it's one of my notes is like try to make it as foolproof as you can. Uh, you have the new drivers might know about, you know, some of these modern supplies and stuff and the older drivers don't. So you kind of like make it as foolproof as possible. Cause I think to your point, Joe is some of the guys don't get a lot of autograph mail. And so they don't go through the numbers like some of the newer drivers do. And they're going through a ton of stuff. And so just quickly, I know early on, like Bubba Wallace, I saw him in person and I had him, you know, sign a card. He went to the back and signed it because of the, the gloss. But I was like, no, you know, the, the gloss is off of it. But, you know, newer drivers, they'll sign the back first because they don't know because they've gone through and realized how they bleed or whatever. So 
Yeah. But okay, so uh, yeah, so next is um, we talked about how to get the address, the letter, and now the envelopes. The envelopes I use are just the smaller. I think three. What is this? Like a three That's by three by six or something? Three by no, not six. Yeah, three it's four. It is. Yeah, three by six. I would say three by five. That is a six and three quarter envelope. Three point six two five times six and a half inches. Sounds right. Yeah, <laughs> I like and, it. That's the size I send for the send back. Oh, uh, okay. I send it both ways because what I do is I just. I'll oh, do, okay. I'll do a little little demo here. Yeah, I was gonna say you show me and I'll show you how I handle mine. So here's my little little right. card. So say there's cards in here already, and uh, I just fold it over like this. And so it's another layer of protection, and I do it at the top so that it actually will keep, at least in the ride there, it'll keep them a little more secure. And then I just tuck this little sucker right in there. And then self-adhesive, to your point, or there was a, we talked about it or mentioned it, that there's a, you know, do we send to the, you know, do you have self-adhesive or the lick ones? And any time that I've sent where you have to lick it, they always use tape anyway. So I think that's that's like a... I don't know. It's my preference because it makes it super easy. To your point, full foolproof. You know, like it just makes it more consistent for them. Yeah. So I will have um, the large envelope. Uh, this is what I will send in, and then this is what I'm wanting to, to get back. And so I'll have my letter in a regular. I will take like the card saver one and either put it in the in the flap and then put it in the flap of the envelope uh, like like so so it kind of is lipped between the paper and the envelope and then that slides goes down into the bottom of that letter mm. of the big envelope so everything's kind of snug on the bottom of of the front of the thing so i will put because of the card saver and i never want want to mess with the postage so my address is on both the return and the two coming back to me so that in the event of there's a problem with shipping or I mean postage or whatever it is, it's getting back to me because mine's the only address on it. Uh, I'll make sure there's either one or two forever stamps because I think if it's semi-rigid, they want to mm -hmm. have, I think it's like 70 cents or something like that. And then I'll do the the one or the two stamps again on the one that's going to the driver so that's kind of how i package it yeah i i kind of do the way val does but i like your way of doing the three by five cards folding it in half taping it i, I kind of like that because that does protect the cards a little bit and if i'm going to send cards they're going to be just raw cards because of the you know no penny sleeves no nothing they're just going to go there just like that yeah because so, you got to make it easy for them you don't want to give them any hassle oh totally so I did see something where they were talking mm -hmm. about like sending the old lick stamps because they didn't, that older folks are used to that. But I've always liked the, the pull because I figured the driver's last thing I want to do is be licking stamps all day. So one of the other things I thought of, I haven't done yet was the pull, put this on here is like pull the seal. Oh, so I just kind of wrote on that. Cause it kind of, if you look at it, it kind of blends in if, if you don't know. So this is the one that I would pull. And they're just licking the seal. <laughs> like, it won't work. Yeah, I have got I have gotten them back where they haven't even sealed them. Oh I wow. Uh, I think it was very rare. But again, 
if you're sending to the the older folks, like I said, the last thing I think I think that's kind of a nowadays like a turnoff. Like, all right, I'm gonna sign an autograph and then you can make me lick the stamp, right? Maybe it's because I watch too many sci-fi's where episode where um, Costanza's uh, fiance died from licking all those stamps oh. with oh, the marriage yeah. proposal. Oh yeah, yeah. So maybe that's it. So so that's the envelopes part of it. Now, one thing I like to do is maybe keep a little bit of a checklist of uh, who I sent to or in a spreadsheet of the date I sent it and how many I sent and possibly the address. And then there's a cool little formula that you can put in there to how many days since one date to the other date. So when I get it, I can put it in there and then see, uh, let it calculate how many days uh, I've gotten back. So because one of the projects I was actually working on, actually, I still need to finish it is. 2015 press pass set. It's the last set that press pass produced. And so this, that was uh, basically the end of 2014, January of 2015. So he didn't pick up until summer of 2016. So I started thinking that was the last set to get all those autographed. And I think I need uh unicorn Carl Edwards, who's kind of disappeared. And then, one Dale Earnhardt Jr. I think it is left. So there's multiples of, of drivers and stuff. So the uh, reason I was saying this because I remember that spreadsheet I was keeping track of uh, some of those drivers I didn't get in person. So so do you keep a checklist? I did for about four months. And then I realized that I was going way too hard into this. And it was just <laughs> like too much for me to keep track of. I, and I love... Uh, I love doing that. I love keeping track of things and having lists and checklists and all that. But it was just like, no, oh, man, it was just like I couldn't figure out how to stop it from spreading. And I was like, yeah, if I lose them, I lose them. If I don't get them back, I don't get them back. And I'm delighted for whatever shows up. So but I do like knowing that. And then now I just have to guess. Yeah, I always like that. It's like you get the letter back is like, all right, who could this be from? You know, maybe you can kind of look at the because the to and from or, you know, uh, my address. So maybe look at the postmark to kind of see what state it kind of came from. But yeah. you know, being in, in Charlotte or my mail comes through Charlotte anyway, that's probably, you know, the bulk. <laughs> I don't know if you have any great stories. Um, one of the, one of the ones that I remember, actually there's two, I think is um, I was working on a 1990 max set. So if you remember 1990 max is the yellow back. And then actually they left a spot on that card to get an autograph. So it was really cool. I found, I picked up a project that somebody else had started. Supposedly, I think it was Jimmy Spencer's son went around the pits and oh, yeah. grabbed a bunch of autographs, but some were, some were missing. So one of them who was missing was Tony Spanos. Spanos, I think it is. And he is in Australia. Oh, <laughs> And it took me a while, I guess, to find an address to him or email him and ask him if it was okay, you know, for, for an autograph. And he gave me an address. So what I ended up doing was going to the Australian postage site and buying some postage from Australia because I can use U.S. postage to get it there. But then I can't use he can't use U.S. postage to come back to me. Right. So because he needs a, he needs a. Australian postage. So I went and figured out what it would be. And uh, I mailed one or two. And eventually I got one back. So that was one of the cool ones. And I think when Marcus Ambrose retired, I think maybe I had some leftover Australian postage. <laughs> he, he would sign through the mail. So 
Uh, Carson, then I, we talked about last week, Trevor Boys, I sent to Canada. Got some Canadian postage for the trip back. So, Where do you get that? You just get, can the, does the post office sell you internet, like Canadian postage? Either bought it there or I bought it online from the Canadian postage. They'll mail it to you. Oh, okay. Or maybe I went to eBay and bought Canadian postage stamps or something. So biggest thing is to figure out, okay, it's going to be, you know, if you do any eBay selling or whatever, you know about ounces and pounds and stuff like that, right? So it's like, all right, the letter is uh, so many ounces and you know it's going to be this much money and just, you know, having the right right postage. So, yeah. So have you, have you mailed any out of country? No, none out of the country. No, I don't really. Yeah, I haven't gotten that bold yet, and I would like to, but I just haven't done it yet. Yeah, you know, again, it all depends. I guess if I now they're all here now, but I'm saying if you had, you know, somebody outside the U.S., so it's, that's a lot of fun too when you get that postage back. Oh, yeah. Uh, like the thing with Tony Spanos is, I had sent to like the same address, and one came back didn't work, and then one did, and like no such address, but another one worked. So. Yeah. It was really um, strange. So that's interesting. So, what's the longest that you guys have had an autograph come back from the time you sent it to the time you got it back? Do you have any recollection my, of what that might be? Mine would be Daniel Suarez. How long was that? That was a few years. Oh, and, <laughs> and it was one of those things where he he was running Xfinity, and I sent like two or three to maybe. Joe Gibbs at the time was he with Gibbs? Who was he with originally? And then, like a year went by, and I was like, you know what? Um, let me send again. Maybe he didn't get him or whatever it was. You know, he's still learning English and everything. So I sent, I think it was three more. And then you know, time passed, and then all of a sudden, the same day, I got all six back. Nice. <laughs> so wow. he he signed all the mail, but I think it was it was a year or two. Yeah, I had Darrell Waltrip. Uh, was my longest one and it was like two years it was like i went to the mail one day and all of a sudden there was this envelope from daryl waltrip and i hadn't i know i hadn't sent it in like two years it was some 88 max and it was like it that was bonus and it was oh, like yeah. it was like around the time he had you know retired and was going to fox so he finally i guess was catching up yeah i experienced that with him too i think my first return from him was like a year and it was it was obvious in the Facebook groups, too, because you start seeing people like, oh, you know, this has been out for eight months or whatever. And I finally got it back. And then I did the same. I got it back. And then uh, and I think I sent him another round maybe like four months ago and I got those back recently. So I guess it just depends. But the longest I waited from anybody that I can remember right now, Denny Hamlin and Ernie Irvin. Uh, Denny was probably a year and a half maybe and ernie was like almost two years almost two years which that's one of my favorite drivers of all time and to get and i've gotten his autograph in person a few times but it was just incredible to see it you know mm -hmm. to, to just see it like it's the coolest freaking thing if anybody is questioning doing it like it, i watched the facebook groups for a year before i sent my first request and after i did that Ned Jarrett was my first return, then Richard Petty, then Richard Childress. And I was like, oh, my God, the dopamine is incredible when you get it. <laughs> it's so good. Better than 
I'm not going to say it, better than a lot yeah. of things in life. <laughs> yeah. It, you know, I think that's one of the part of the collecting that's a lot of fun that doesn't really cost you a lot. Uh, you know, we're talking about some of these other sports and what, what the cards cost and just, you know, this is a whole nother thing. Like you were saying, like an 88 max set, you know, sending those cards off. And it's a lot of fun working on some of this a project that's not, you know, uh, as a project and not necessarily a, you know, I have this growl card or something like that. Right. So. And it, it, I thought about that too. Um, and I, well, I thought about it a lot, but I thought about it for, you know, preparing for this tonight that, or today, whatever. Yeah. Tonight that it, it removes the stress of the opportunity for a sale. And what I mean by that is most of my collection, except for stuff that I had when I was younger, I know that life can shift and transition to the point where I'll have to unload stuff. And I'm currently doing some of that. And it, this part of collecting though, removes that sort of stress or that option, which is a little bit of a, a nuisance when collecting other types of cards for me personally, it just is all delight, you know, and it's just, I just have to, I just have to show. So this is like my first binder from, 2021 when I started doing it I think there's like yeah 495 cards autographed in here and then <laughs> last year I kind of went nuts and <laughs> you can't lift it up yeah two binders <laughs> with over a thousand and wow. uh, it's like I mean these, these it's just I'm, I feel like I'm making up for lost time because like in 97 was the last time I went to a actual in-person autograph session and they were sorry if I'm like, if I need to stop talking about this, you just let me know. But so one of the original projects, Oh, I didn't mention this, but one of my first projects I ever did was the 97 uh, press pass premium set, because I don't know if you know this, these autograph incredible, absolutely incredible, almost as good as if not better than the max premier plus cards which i found were the most desirable to have autographed and you'd think that that coating it would beat the ink would beat up and it would look sloppy like some of the autographs do like like on the Earnhardt here it's kind of like all beat it up but that's because they signed on the back but oddly enough the fronts of these cards accept ink really really well so anyway all that to be said i would get what year's that 97 premium okay. press pass premium that's the one with the double burners which one of my favorite cards of all time, 97 double burner. If anyone's hearing that, don't look for them on eBay because I want them all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I traded one to you. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. And I had that card back in the early 2000s, that exact card. I owned it before. So it That's was so weird. Wild to get it back. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. I'm like a truffle pig for double burners, man. <laughs> like, I couldn't stop. <laughs> but anyway, so I, I started. So it was like, I kind of went overboard with all this for a lot of reasons because it was like picking up, making up for lost time, first of all. And second of all, if I can share something a little more, a little heavier, not too heavy, but a little heavier and how this actually is a, um, it's, it's like a, it's a very positive thing for me to engage in, to be mindful when dealing with the stressors of life and things that can happen, I can be completely focused on, this activity from acquiring the cards, like from my good buddy, Logan, who sent me those care packages or, or breaking down my sets that I had bought over the years to reacquire some of the stuff that I had lost 
when I made the decision to dismantle the set so I could use them for, you know, autograph TTM stuff, it was like, you know, I'm all in and these cards are not set aside to sell. They're set aside to, there's a function to them and it's for my own personal like delight. And it allows me to focus on, you know, from acquiring the cards to sorting them, to storing them, to writing the little handwritten notes, to going out and buying the stamps, to packaging the envelopes, like to do a little production line and to send them out and go, it's all something I can focus on when sometimes life is really kind of beating you up a little bit. And so that's one of the reasons I go so, I get so focused on this particular activity because it's not related to any other thing that can be thought of as like in a negative way. It's all joy. And I just wanted to mention that a little bit as to why like I'm so, so focused on it as opposed to the other kind of collecting other than the double burners, the double burners is kind of like the same thing. <laughs> no, I, I totally agree. I think it's a whole nother level of collecting that, you know, offers different kind of joys than, you know, collecting just the cards or whatever, you know, that's why I think with me working on some projects, one of the ones I was going to say is the insert set. And I can't remember what it is, but I think it's maybe from the invite VIP. And it's the one where, you pull out the tab and it's like black and white and you push the tab in it's colored. Oh, two, I think. Is that from O2 VIP or 99? I can't remember. Cause the Tony Stewart card. I know yeah, there's Tony Stewart. There's Jeff Gordon. There's Terry Labonte. What I ended up doing was getting them to sign on that white pullout tab. Ooh, cool. So when you pull, push that back in, then it's in between the, the film and that, um, Oh, uh, the the white pullout tab to make it. So it's like six or eight cards or whatever it is. I think it's the Earnhardt Jr. is the last one I need to do. But, oh, boy. Uh, you know, but that's something you want to do like in person. And so because they were at the Hall of Fame and stuff that uh, I've been there. But, you know, you pull that tab out and have them, you know, sign, sign mm -hmm. that tab. But again, so it's just, cool. yeah, it's just totally different. Probably was never meant to be, you know, like signed like that, whatever. But uh, it's really cool to you know do these little projects and it doesn't have to be some massive hundred card set it can be a small little insert set you know start somewhere or just you know get a richard petty two richard petty cards and, and send them to richard petty oh, um, yeah. and and i think you'd be hooked so it's a lot oh, of fun yeah i'm sending to richard petty tomorrow <laughs> yeah, yeah all right all right <laughs> i just have to i just have to show this because this is one of my favorite through the mails that I ever got back freaking. And what I did was similar to Val, like what you did with the little sticky note, I put a little note, uh, like telling them to open cause it's a, you know, it's a mag right. or whatever these are called. Uh, yeah. I was gonna say the, the big thing is that that was not autographed. No. It, yeah. This was neither, this neither one of those. So it was a big patch and a big piece of sheet metal. And that's it. Well, these are actually both, both fire suit. Okay. Sorry. Way. Both, no, both yeah, fire suit, but they were not autographed. Right. And then, so what I wanted him to do, what I asked when I found out that he won't do personal inscriptions, I, I asked for the King and then Richard Petty. And it just came back to Richard Petty's. And I was like, dude, you could have wrote, you could have just put a little, I, like, I didn't care. The fact that it came back to me and it was touched by Richard Petty is the coolest freaking thing that, I, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I just, cool. I love that. yeah, I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall when he saw that. Right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so cool. Yeah. And then just kind of, I know we're, we're kind of going over, but I wanted to, um, a lot of the same 
preparation is used for in person. You know, getting being prepared, getting your cards for the driver or drivers that are going to be at an appearance. You know, what you want to get autographed, prepping the cards with what I use is baby powder. We uh, there's a video out there that uh, I was going to show, but in the instance of time, I won't. But you know, a little bit of ba baby powder rubbed in and then cleaned off that takes that gloss off. Uh, you can find a card from like the same series if you want to test it like the 97 premium or whatever it is you get an extra card and just kind of write on it with a sharpie and see if it adheres pretty good or if it bleeds and then if you need to do powder as well and then one of the difference within person is having access you know to the cards so you might not want to have a stack in a plastic box or whatever it is well one of the things that i had a it was a few years ago there's a real nice um four panel multiple pages book that me and logan were using quite a bit but i started to go to the new card guard at target you can find and then it's multiple pages oh, with, cool. with the thing so so like one of the ones is stocks for tots where there'll be 50 to 100 different drivers uh you have a list of the drivers there but you know, you need to be able to flip through if you're in the front of the line or whatever. <laughs> he's like, oh, well, hold on while I dig through the, the stack of cards. So you need to be able to kind of search a little faster. That's probably, I, I guess, the only difference than, you know, through the mail. So you're kind of all at one time and then having your markers ready and stuff like that. So I don't know if you guys have any other in-person type of suggestions or whatever, or I miss them. I have no. a couple. Logan, do you have any? No, I mean, Val and I pretty much do the same thing. So I, I'm pretty much the way he does it is the way I do Because a lot of times, well, not so much anymore, but it used to be when we'd go to the Hall of Fame, uh, you know, we'd be together. And then, you know, of course, we'd be trying to get different autographs, but we had the same mythology of, of getting the autographs and how we, you know, pulled them out, had them ready, and all that. So again, I'm like Val. There's a, uh, what's his name? Danny from Danny and Gray's. Uh cards they like he does those live videos of the sheets like you're talking about i think he has them on like a poster board i don't know what he has them on but he has them like set up and larson will come by and he'll like he's he's got they've got that stuff down some of those like autograph hunter type people but i think they use like the corners that you use for photos that's what it is now i've done that where i was working on up here you know, like this one the snapshots the small little minis oh cool and so what I would do is take one of the blanks, those thick blanks, and put the photo corners there. And so that yeah. I could hand them the the blank. Like you know, a full-size card. So, yeah, so it would be a full, instead of, you know, like trying to uh, handle um, a mini, unless it was like Terry Labonte, and then he signed the blank and then realized it and then signed the card. So I've got a, a blank signed that way. But anyway, so it's just trying to think outside the box, try to help them. Uh, and then try to keep at least not that the cards have to be, you know, gem mint or whatever it is, but you know, just trying to do where I can, do what I can to help keep 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 the card pretty good, or and try to be able to hand them, be able to handle it, right? Because it's a mini is what is like, uh, it's not even two inches, probably inch and a half by inch and a half or something yeah. like that. So, yeah, yeah, just trying to eliminate any sort of like eventuality or catastrophe or or nuisance or anything like that, and 
one thing one thing that I have is uh and it has a little story to it, and I'm sorry, like I guess I'm a guest, so I'm just like putting my feet up on the couch and sitting back. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, um, you know, you've got a lot of TTMs back in the last you know two years, so you've beaten me at TTMs through the mail in the last two years. So yes, that was my goal to crush Val and TTM. <laughs> you, you did this year, last two, so yeah. So one of my one of the things that I I've sent comic books because Richard Petty or there's those NASCAR comic books I've sent a few of those to yes. Petty and stuff so that's cool one thing that I lost why I, I so in the 90s I had this NASCAR flag this is not the one this is a another one that I purchased I lost that in a storage unit that I lost like 10 years ago so mm. uh, heartbreaking right it had all like all from the Ford world headquarters auto driver appreciation autograph sessions. Cause that's where I would go to get my autographs. And I found one just the same, except for instead of it having a yellow uh, NASCAR logo, it has blue. So if anybody's out there watching this and you bought on eBay or from somebody an autographed NASCAR flag with autographed paint pens, I'm looking for that sucker back. Uh, so talk to me, I won't pay anything, but I will pay something for it. So anyway, so I started with two people that I knew returned in a fairly well. And so I got Richard Petty and Bobby Allison and Bobby Allison. I asked if he would also sign Bob Sunderman and he did. Can, are, is that coming through? Yes. Yeah. Cause it's totally in my face. So I can't see it. Yeah. yeah so I, I want to know about your sending this and packaging it and return shipping. Yeah, so I have a label. I have a zebra label printer, so it prints out. It's like what you see at the UPS store, a thermal printer, which I recommend anybody that's dealing with eBay get one of those or dealing with any kind of shipping, get one of those if you already don't because we know printing out a piece of paper on your printer and then taping it to a box is not fun. Um, and maybe that's maybe everyone does have a label printer now, but zebra is my preferred one because – UPS will send you free labels. No, don't tell anybody, guys. They'll send you the four by six rolls. They'll send you a whole case of labels, and there's like 300 labels to a roll, and they'll send you 24 rolls. So with wow. the Dimex, you have to pay for your labels. With the four by six Zebra, you can get free labels that are the, that are from UPS, and you have to kind of like finagle. You have to kind of like trick your computer to allowing it to print that that model of printer so it's not exactly the easiest thing to do but it's the most cost effective printer to have and anyway so for shipping that i have two uh bubble mailers that are the plastic bubble mailers not the paper one because the plastic ones i believe are a little more um you know they're weather resistant and everything so the first thing i do is i fold it up and i put a little note uh a little sticky note on the flag that just says, you know, may I please have your autograph? Same thing that my little note says, may I please have your autograph? And I put it in a Ziploc bag as well. And then um, I'll take one of the bubble mailers and I'll put a return label on the first one, which I'll put this inside of. And then I'll buy a bigger size uh, bubble mail, plastic bubble mailer, put the label on that, and then just let it fly. And that's and that's what I did. And I insured it and tracked it and all that stuff. And so that's yeah. Okay. I also have a seventy six one too, but I won't take that one out. But that's just another little side thing. Yeah, I was gonna say I use a, a label label maker, uh, not necessarily for postage, but I use it for uh, my address. So I'll print 
three three of my address. Two of them go on the letter coming back, the envelope coming back to me, and then one's going to be returned on the main envelope, and then uh, print theirs out as well on a label maker. So, so the the labels are yeah professional, um, you know, no handwritten to uh, to them or back to me. So, yeah, interesting. Well, any any more anything else, uh, gentlemen, or um, we go uh, to King's Court here. Wow, sorry, I don't know if you can hear, but I've got hail hitting my roof right now. Oh my gosh, are you getting? Are you possibly getting tornadoes right now too? Yes. Oh, seriously, dude, we're getting. Well, right now they they had a big they had a watch, but it's not. If nothing's happening here. I was scared it was, but you're getting actually hit. Are the sirens going? No, no, I don't hear any sirens, but the, um, like I said, I can hear hail hitting the roof. Oof. Man, oh yeah, we man. hear it. Wow. I hope you can hear it. Yeah, we hear it. Holy smokes. Oh my gosh. This is bad. You're going to have to get your uh, roof inspected now. I hope, I hope it doesn't ruin my roof. Oh, man. Yep. Um, all right. Yeah, one well, more thing, if that's Ed, okay. Yes, yeah. Uh, so the final, the last piece of this little thing, or the last little uh, interactive piece for me for the whole TTM thing is, uh, so I started in March of 2021, and I've recorded every single car, every single envelope that I've gotten, aside from the Bobby Allison that I just opened with you guys, but I've recorded them all. So I probably have like 150 or 200 videos or something like that, that I haven't posted anything yet. And I will post those at some point. I just haven't decided when to do it. And, but I don't go into any of the details about what we're talking about. It's more of just a show and tell video, like, holy crap, yeah. I can't believe I'm getting an autograph from Richard Petty type thing. So I just wanted to mention that. That's, well, that's cool. Awesome. Yeah. Cause when I do it, that's what I'll do too is uh, I'll do videos. Cause you kind of want to have it in posterity or, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And show people what, what you can do too. It's always helpful. Absolutely. Well, I got a few um, information here. Also wanted to let everybody know that it looks like Panini is back sponsoring Greg Alding. Uh, they at Daytona, possibly some other races as well. So it's good to see the Panini, Panini America car back out there on the track. So be looking for that this um weekend also want to give a shout out to the new subscriber landon wildler for subscribing to the show yep uh, if you subscribe to the show we'll give you a shout out as well and then also um to kyle cat skid marks justin williams and beans ball card blog for the youtube comments uh, we read them so please leave them all good yep. folks right there yep yeah Everybody's in the, the community is just awesome. Oh yeah, uh, it's a great NASCAR and racing cars are where it's at. So they don't break the bank. A lot of fun to collect. So, but stay away from those double burners from '97. <laughs> yeah, don't <laughs> stay away from yeah. those. So. Yeah, and Joe is buying, by the way. I'm buying. Yeah, I don't have any money, but I'll figure it out somehow. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm trying to find the. Uh, 1998 maximum three-star general autographs. Holy I'm only missing smoke. a few more. Yeah, they're all numbered to 100. I'm only missing a few, and 
I got I got a um what did I get? Um John Andretti and it's like lost in the mail. <laughs> oh no. You know who's yeah. I think going after that set too is uh oh my goodness. Uh skid uh skid marks. Oh, all right. I'll have to read yeah. out to him. Yeah, I think he's going after it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm only missing uh, a few. I have the most of them. They're all on the PSA set registry. So, pulling for you. If I find one or if I see one, I'll let you know. Yeah, I think it's Mark Martin, Earnhardt, and Jimmy Spencer. I think. Good lord, that Earnhardt. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. Whenever I. Oh God. Well, out of hundred? No way. Come on, that's. That's going to be bananas. Like if that goes, if you find that on eBay, that sucker's going to fly. Oh, yeah. Hopefully it's just mistitled for you, Val. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> but if it's in a lot with a 97 double burner, there's nothing I can do for you. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I guess, gentlemen, it's time to cue the music. No, it's no. not. Wave, <laughs> wave off. Wave it off. Yeah, Stop. <laughs> Put it on the brakes. Um, couple of things to talk about real quick. Uh, you know, you saw that Panini was at the Super Bowl, right? Uh, does anybody know if they gave away cards or anything, or were they just there just showing off the brand? I'm not I, sure. Well, when I went to the Super Bowl, there's usually, you know, a little care package or something. They gave away, uh, I guess it was 96, the, the little 3D stuff. So I would, would think that Panini had something, but but I would imagine it's just football. Yeah, but my, my point is, is I wish they would do something like that for like the Daytona 500. Oh, that would be awesome. Or the 75th anniversary in Darlington. Yeah, that, which I'm getting ready to talk about that as well. All right, but, strike that from the record. Okay, <laughs> and speaking of, of the Daytona 500, um, does anybody know who won the, the Panini contest to go to the Daytona 500? Has anybody heard of anybody? No. If hey, if anybody out there knows who it is that won, leave a message, send us an instant message or something. Let us know. We'd like to know who won because we'd like to maybe get them on the show and talk about their experience. So you know that'd be pretty cool. That's awesome. All right, and uh, another thing about the Super Bowl, what was your all's favorite commercial of the Super Bowl? Is that the this has got to be easy for you guys? So I'll, I'll I'll go ahead and spoil it for you. My favorite commercial was the advertisements for the Daytona 500. (laughs) (laughs) So that was my favorite commercial. Um, And, and, you know, talking about the 75th anniversary of NASCAR, you know, we, we did a show about picking our 75 drivers. We took the 50 from the 50th anniversary and added 25 more. Well, today... Uh, the 15th, NASCAR announced that they will name the 75 greatest drivers in NASCAR history throughout their 75th diamond anniversary. Okay. And here's what they say. I'm just going to read this. They say a blue ribbon committee comprised of former drivers, team owners, industry personnel, NASCAR executives, and current and former media members and people from NASCAR radio (laughs) will determine the 75 greatest drivers. It's an unranked list, but it will be unveiled this spring and culminate with an in-person celebration at the esteemed 
Goodyear uh, 400 race at Darlington, May 12th through the 14th. So they're going to have like a lot of, of the drivers there at Darlington. That's going to be incredible. Val, you got to go. You have to check. See <laughs> if I'm going to be in town. Now, then I'm going to start half, um, going through my supply of cards for all of 75. Oh I think it'd be like shooting fish in a barrel, but who knows? Um, but Jim France also said he's the chairman and CEO of NASCAR. He said that the 50 greatest drivers list from our silver anniversary is the anchor program and an honor for each of those drivers, of course, who are on that list. He says, we look forward to adding 25 new drivers as we recognize the 75 greatest drivers by recalling the talents and heroics that made each so remarkable. So that's exactly what we did here on NASCAR radio. You know, we took the 50 and then we just added 25 more. And that's what NASCAR is going to do as well, because you can't take that away from somebody. If you've already named them one of the 50 greatest drivers, you can't say, well, you're no longer one of the 50 greatest. You know, so they're, they're taking that list and adding 25, which we'll see what happens and see how close our list is versus what the esteemed people from NASCAR come up with. We'll see what they get wrong. We'll see exactly <laughs> what they get wrong. Damn straight. Yeah. I'll put my knowledge against any of theirs. Absolutely. And yours as well, Logan. Yes. Any day. Because I want to see who In they code. added that. I want to, yeah, I want to see who they added that we we missed and who <laughs> who we need to take off. So anyway, okay, so that's all. That's all I've got for news and stuff. I was going to mention about the the entry list for the Daytona 500. I'll just say that two people are going to go home because there's 40 spots and 42 entries. Man, that always blows my mind when there's there's like as many cars as there are spots in the field, like in the nine. And well, I can't keep going to back in the day cause it's not back in the day, but there's always like 55 or 60 cars that would try to qualify. And it's mm -hmm. just such a, it's so different now. Yeah. Well, I was going to say the, um, Dar uh, Talladega, I don't know if it was in 72. It's when Wendell Scott got hurt. Uh, they had like 72 cars in that. Oh yeah. So, yeah, is that when uh, what's his? Well, I can't remember his name. Heard voices. Is that that race? I don't know if uh, it's Bobby Isaac, right? Bobby I Isaac. Yeah, Bobby yeah, Isaac. I'm not sure if that was it or not. Yeah, that's when he got out of the car and he was done. Yeah, I'm done. Hearing <laughs> Doctor Jerry Punch recount that story because I guess they were like really close, right? Because I think that was Dale Junior download where they talked about that, and it, that's a really interesting story. And Doctor Jerry Punch, crying out loud, incredible man. So anyway. Yeah. All right. Yep. All right. So, like I said, that's all I got. Um, so, I guess it's time to cue the music. All right. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I preempted the. <laughs> The uh, King's Court here for this one here. This is an unopened hobby box seal. 24 packs of the 2005 Futura Grand Prix. Uh, this went for basically $2,681 and with 34 bids. And this was out of uh, where's the country here? 
gotta be Royal Mail, yeah, Royal Mail International, yeah, probably Australia. Well, I think it's in pounds, right? So I think that's got to be somewhere in the UK, doesn't it? Isn't it? Or am I? Am I wrong? Yeah, I'm probably wrong. Oh, the United Kingdom, right there. Yeah. So that's pretty pretty nice for 24 packs. You do not see these at all. Uh, probably would have been gone for a lot a lot cheaper pre F1 craze. But uh, like I said, I just it popped up. Uh, I think we saw another one go for a few thousand dollars. I guess it was a few weeks ago. Um, this does not have the Lewis Hamilton, but um, plenty of other other cards. So super was- rare. Lewis Hamilton was in the 06 one. Is that yeah. right? Okay. Yeah, and I still haven't really figured out how that 2006 was distributed. I haven't seen any boxes or, or packs of those, but um, not a lot of information. I did reach out to them trying to find out more information, um, but um, you know nothing because it's not like their website is good, but it's not you know, going go goes back that far. It's more of the, like the new offering, so. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, you're right. You just don't see those very often at all. And you would think in this day and age that a lot of people bought boxes of that stuff and sat on it. But I guess that, in, in you know, at the end of the day, they just didn't make very many of those. Yeah, I think it's uh, limited to uh, here. We, I don't know. I can't probably see these here. I thought it was numbered out of a few thousand boxes. Uh, there's numbering, I think, there 7140. I see it right there. It says limited edition 685 of 7140. Yeah, wow. and you would think back then a lot of people just probably broke that stuff because so, you know the, the 90, um, 91 sets, uh, I can't remember who made those grid, maybe whatever that you know they weren't worth very much so. No, but they are now. Everybody's going crazy on those things. Well, then even then though, they're coming down, right? Yeah, I mean, pre pre hype, you know, pre hit uh, F one hysteria. I could have bought those those grid sets all day long for five bucks a hit, easy. Wow. Yeah, I mean, you could have bought cases of those things. It was just nobody wanted them. Nope. You know what's amazing to me is that if you Val, if you scroll down just a little bit into the description part. Um, that Octiva has not updated their HTM their code since like 1998 because I remember using that as a template uh, in their auctions and it had a little <laughs> scroller and everything back in the, like the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Sorry for interrupting. No, no, no not a problem. No. Yep. <laughs> anyway, so I saw that and. Um, um, would uh, threw that in there as an interesting one. So let's get back on to track here. Okay, so to start off, I've got an honorable mention this week. This was on the 12th of February. It's a 2011 Ricky Rudd pacing the field press pass legends inscribed card. It's number four of 10. And I've never seen him sign his name as Iron Man. I always thought that was like Terry Labonte. But anyway, this card went for bidding. And it ended up at $788 with 45 freaking bids. What in the front door is that? Oh, he is tough. He's a tough autograph. He is. Unless you see him at the Hall of Fame. 
I would like to see him sign at the Rooster or something. Yeah, yeah. But I, I've never heard him call it Iron Man. That that's always been Terry Labonte's monocle. Yep. So, but anyway, I thought that was interesting. That's why I put that in as an honorable mention. But that yeah, seven hundred eighty-eight awesome. bucks. My Man, lord, that's, who, that's Dale Earnhardt money right there. Who wanted it that much? Like what? Who? Who's building? What? I don't get it. That's wild. Were they all autographed Iron Man? Do you I'm, think? Four, four of ten. Four there's, there's, yeah. there's ten of them. Yeah. Man. So, yeah, we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> yeah. All right, so let's let's move on to our Joker of the Week. This was on the 10th of February. And I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher this saying it, but this is a 1956 crack gigantes de figuratus. Sport number 67, Juan Manuel Fangio, PSA six. And uh they were asking fifteen hundred bucks for this. It went for a best offer of eleven hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, that's I think that's pretty cool though, because I, I've always been a disc guy. I like discs, <laughs> and you know, I, if I had seen this, I don't think I'd have bought it, but um uh, you know, if it had been cheaper, I might have bought it, but but uh, I just thought it was really cool. It's just unusual. It's very odd uh, that they had little little discs even back, you know, in the fifties. Yeah, that's pretty unique there. That's really cool, and I think you nailed the pronunciation too. Yeah, A plus on that one. No, wow, go me. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I just thought that was cool, and of course, everybody right now is on a Juan Manuel Fangio kick. So all his stuff is like really going up and getting super ultra expensive, especially the older stuff in the fifties. But anyway, okay. So let's, let's move on to our Jack of the week, our young driver. This is on the 12th of February. It's a 2022 tops Chrome F1 Logan Sargent. I like his name by the way. And it's a gold auto out of 50. They were asking $790 and they accepted the best offer of 600 bucks wow. which i think is kind of pricey and, and look at that autograph that's uh kind of ty freaking gibbs uh looking chicken scratch there yeah wow uh number this is out of 50 600 bucks and you know they're, they're banking on the i guess the next big thing yes yep people are i mean i i'll have to admit i i did buy one of his uh tops now PSA 10 rookie cards, but I only paid like thirty something dollars for it in a PSA 10, so it's not like I spent. No, you did money. real well on that, yeah. Yeah, so I didn't spend a lot. I think it was thirty four dollars something like this what I spent. But um, yeah, uh, you know he's he's the next big thing. He's driving for Williams next year. Uh, he's the Great American Hope. We'll see what happens. Um, I'll be rooting for him for you know because a he's from America, but b he's got a really great name. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what all the money's for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, again, hindsight, we'll see. But I think, you know, it's a little pricey for a rookie on a lower level team, numbered out of 50. If it was a one-on-one, maybe. But anyway, I, I got the, the NASCAR men, spending mentality on it. So would you rather yeah. have a sergeant or a Rudd autograph? For... <laughs> oh, yeah, the Rudd. For seven hundred, if you had to pick one and spend seven hundred, which one would you choose? And you had it like it was just extra money. Yeah, no, it'd be the rud. Yeah, definitely the rud. 
it's out of 10 and it's with the um, uh, inscription, so. Same. All right, so moving on to our queen of the week. This was on the 10th of February. It's a 2022 Panini Prison Spotlight Signatures, white, Natalie Decker, number one of five. Was that Jason's? <laughs> I, I think Jason had a card like this. Oh, but it might he, be. It might be. I'm thinking it might be Jason's card. <laughs> but anyway, this went out for shout out to Jason. Yeah, oh, shout, yeah. shout out Jason, the amazing <laughs> Jason. Uh, but it went out for bidding. Uh, it ended up at $181.38 with 19 bids. That's pretty strong for uh, Natalie Decker out of five. Yeah, I'm not sure, you know, how that's how her racing career is going to shake out. We'll see. Not that I'm wishing any bad luck on anybody, but, you know, it's it's tough. It's tough to make it. So, yeah. And as we talked about before we started the show, you got to be on the right team and you got to be on a team that uh, knows how to uh, maybe bend a few rules. <laughs> okay. So let's move on to our, our king of the week. Um, oh, here we go again. We had one last week. We've got another one this week, except this one's a PSA 10. This was on the 13th of February. It's a 1988 number 99 Max Dale Earnhardt. They say rookie, but you know that's debatable between all three of us. Um, and uh, they say it's rare graded a PSA 10. Uh, they were uh, they were asking. They had a bought now price of $2,100. Somebody went click, and they bought it for 2,100 bucks. Wow. Yeah. Really? In 2020, I bought a PSA 8 for like 150 bucks, which I have to still go through and do all the fact checking on it uh, from your guys' videos. And uh, and somebody was selling a PSA 10 for like $400. I didn't have the cash, so I didn't get it. But man, every time one one flies for more than that, I always kick myself. And dang, same thing <laughs> right now. <laughs> Yeah, if I want to know, I would have stocked up on them and saved. Me too. <laughs> but you know, the one we had last week was a PSA nine, and it went for six fifty. So a nine at six fifty versus a ten at twenty one hundred dollars. You think that's about right? You think this was went too cheap? Um, I know that PSA's got the value at like five hundred and fifty dollars, which is like way too low yeah. for a PSA ten. I think it's in this ballpark. Yeah. Seems seems right. Feels right. I'd have to look at the the pop on it, but uh, we said we've said it on the show. It's a growl card. Yep, 100%. no doubt. It's a it's a NASCAR glamour card as well. Yeah, I have a, a one with the uh, goodness medallion logo, uh, um, and it is beautiful. I actually got it from Casey, and uh, man, I can't wait to send that sucker in and see what it gets. It's absolutely beautiful, but. What do you think a P what what do you think a PSA ten of that would go for? Do we we even we don't even know, do we? Uh, the one with the sticker on it with the number. Yeah. Um, so that's, out of, that's out of nine hundred ninety nine, which actually really it's out of a thousand, right, Bale? Yes. There's a zero. There's Double a zero. zero. There's zero. a triple zero. Yeah. I saw it for sale actually and grabbed snapshots, but um, <laughs> back in the recession days, so the one that got away. Yeah, if I want all the stuff I saw, and the Wendell Scott driver NASCAR driver uh, license, I would have bought that too. 
oh my god yeah it only <laughs> went for a few hundred bucks man you know you see those davy allison cut driver's license and stuff too or uh the race car license i hope i just hope that doesn't end up getting cut into some relic card because that is too important you know when they yeah. cut those things up to get their signature so yeah, let's hope not <laughs> I, don't, I don't know i guess i'm i'm uh, you know, to your original question, I don't know, five five grand for a PSA ten nine ninety nine. Yeah, maybe? that's what I'd say. Somewhere, I'd say, I'd say five, maybe even up to six. Come on, Casey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but right. this, this card, this card keeps showing up all the time, but it's a, it's an important card in the hobby. Big time, big yeah. time, and definitely one of my favorites. Oh yeah. All right, so let's move on to our one of the one, one of the one, one of one of the week. <laughs> this was on the 10th of February. It's a 2022 Topps Chrome Sergio Perez, number 21 black, way, Ray Wave. I have to say that right, Ray Wave. Oh, so, cool. Of course, it's a one of one super factor. It only had two bids, but it ended up at $1,225. Wow. That's a pretty cool card, though. You have to admit, I like the way that card looks. Yeah, is these have the blasters, maybe or something? Well, I can't remember how the Ray waves if the black if they were exclusive to something, but oh, I don't this remember. Is Chrome. I'm sorry, this is Chrome. Maybe it's the light box. Maybe whatever. Anyway. It's, it's a it's an awesome card. It's yeah. That picture they did they did a good job with the picture getting the, all the all the sine waves on it. I like that. If they would have scanned that, they, those waves probably wouldn't have shown up. You yeah. know, sometimes those colors don't come through. You're yeah, right. Nailed it with that one. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a nice one. So uh, I think that's probably about right for that card. I mean, given the prices of F1 cars these days, I think that's probably right in the ballpark where probably where it should be. Yeah, he's won some races. I expect him to win some more. So. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's teamed with Max. So yeah, he's got a good chance of win winning a few races this year. All right, so last but not least, our Royal Flush of the Week. This was on Valentine's Day, the 14th of February. It's a 2022 Topps Chrome F1 orange refractor. It almost looks gold, but yeah. it's an orange refractor. It's number 17 of 25. It's a PSA 8. And, of course, it's autographed. It went out for bidding, and it ended up at $4,000 with 47 bids. Wow. That is a badass looking card. Excuse my language. <laughs> so it is. It oh. really is. Yeah, it's gorgeous with that gold orange and, oh. uh, you know, the orange in the his middle of his suit with the Red Bull and that stripe. It really pops. And the, his signature is, you know, sloppy, but dang, it just works there. You know, like it just does. Yeah, it's not an LS. It's nice. Yeah, and you notice it's, it's off center left to right. So I think that hurt it. Yeah. But but still, it's at a PSA eight. I mean, you know, I always ask this question: What would a PSA ten be? <sighs> I mean, would that be ten thousand, twelve thousand? I mean, who knows for a card like that? Yeah, I don't know. And there's no just there's no rule of thumb either. There's no strict multiplier that you can abide by for something like that, which is wild. Like mm -hmm. it's, it's absolutely wild. Yeah, I mean, you're only talking third year now for the Chrome, and this is out of 25 too. So imagine some of the the lower numbers. I don't know if that, you know, how much the visual appeal is into that price as opposed to the, you know, out of 25. 
if that makes sense. The, well, what it is about that card, but it almost it not the same. It's not the same, but like the '89 Griffey upper deck. There's something just about the way he's holding his finger up and just how badass it looks to me that I'm just getting. Because when you pull an 89 Griffey or when you see it, there's a certain like gravity to that card. And that one, I don't really care about F1 cards that much. or I don't know much about them. But that one just is like, it's, there's just something about it that just hits me kind of like the 89 Griffey. And maybe I'm stepping out of bounds here, but that is a killer card. Yeah, it's, it's like, you know, buy the card, not the holder. I mean, it, right. it's a nice card. Oh, yeah. So... So there you have it. That is this week's King's Court. Awesome. Thank you. Well, I don't know if we have any more um, any more info. If you, uh, I can't talk here. I guess it's been yeah. after hour, hour and whatever. But uh, definitely want to thank our sponsor, Panini America. I guess we'll say any more closing. Um, anything you guys thought of that we missed during the show. Um, yeah, I know Logan always does. So, Yeah, but they actually have more than one thing. You know, one thing we didn't talk about, and I don't know if anybody saw this today, and we'll talk about it. I think we can talk about it next week, is that Tops has the 24 Hours of Le Mans license to oh, produce cool. cards. So I think they're going to produce, you know, old poster, cards of old posters, and I think maybe – Cards of some of the, you know, great drivers. You know, Carol Shelby was on a team that won in '59. So oh imagine God. a Carol, imagine a Carol Shelby, tops 24-hour Le Mans card. Cut autograph Carol Shelby. Can you imagine what a card like oh that would be like? That would be cool. Oh my God. So this probably needs to be a topic for naturally another day. But also, Ford is getting back in F1, uh, mm -hmm. 2026. Oh. And Andretti is working, I think, as well. I don't think it's the Ford is tied to the Andretti announcement. So I think Andretti is working on getting a team as well in F1. So wow. um, I, you know, can see that F1 is definitely bulking up or for more in the U.S. and what that's going to mean for the card market. So. Uh, it's like we have a little arms race going on with NASCAR and F1 because, I mean, NASCAR, if they're, if they're not feeling it, they need to. You know, they're doing the Chicago road race. Um, so F1's coming into the U.S. here. So mm -hmm. we will see. But um, with with that tops license, you know, in, increasing the card market there. So Yeah, we, we can talk more about that next week. I just want to throw that out there. I no, thought that's that good. was pretty cool. But I mean, and, you know, AJ Foyt was on a team that won the 24-hour Le Mans. I think that was in one of the Cobras. So, uh, or no, the GT, I think it was GT40s. I'm sorry. So there's a lot of potential there. I mean, there's a lot of drivers that, of course, nobody's ever heard of. Like, nobody knew who Lewis Hamilton was until F1 hit. You know, maybe 5% of the hobby knew who Lewis Hamilton was, but still. We'll, we'll see what happens. But we'll talk more about that next week. Side note, AJ Foyt, if you send him TTM, he'll sign uh, one group of cards and do not send him another uh, request because they he logs the addresses and he will send you your stuff right back. <laughs> I've, I've experienced that. 
So send him what you want to get signed and be done with it. Be done with it. Yeah. And don't send doubles because he will not sign doubles. And so is this, are we going to, so this was just the practice run, right? We're going to like go through this all again or actually record it this time or what? Cause I feel like I could have improved quite a bit on some of the stuff. <laughs> You're fine. You can come back. We can talk more about it some other time. <laughs> cool. Cool. Well, thank you, Joe, for, uh, joining us today um appreciate it very much of course oh, yeah. uh, thank you for having me hashtag skid marks <laughs> cost breaking gibbs yeah i was waiting for that one so uh and then joe i don't know if you want to plug anything uh no not really you know i've <laughs> it's my you know if you guys want to i do some nascar card videos and you guys want to follow my channel it's uh, i didn't buy these and i people always ask about why it was called i didn't buy these to me i don't and i've never really addressed it but it's called that because i didn't have the money to buy what i was taking videos of originally so i just <laughs> so that's it but yeah. all right mystery solved that's yeah. awesome yeah no you do a good job with the videos i've watched some oh, of yours so you. yeah I, you know we're always about education not necessarily the um uh, you know, the money part of it or the investment part of it. It's more of the entertainment and uh, education on stuff. So um, trying to put out stuff that we've learned, other people can, uh, maybe they find that same passion and can save them some steps and stuff like that. Like today, TTM stuff. It's a lot of fun. Uh, hopefully everybody will be sending off to Richard Petty at least. So. Oh, heck yeah. Heck yeah. So. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, then that's it uh, for me and the guys. Uh, thanks for watching. When we will see you next week, uh, we're out of here. <laughs>